Welcome to the QAHS Connections podcast, where we connect with alumnus of Queensland Academy's Health Sciences Campus to see where their IB education has taken them, their advice for current students, and those who are looking to join our campus in the future. Today, we speak with Aidan Lukes, a graduate of the class of 2020, who is thriving not only as a student of business and laws, but is a global learner, currently in Taipei as part of the New Colombo Plan Scholarship. Okay, so I'll welcome you, Aidan, to QAHS Conversation Series, and you're joining me from Taipei in Taiwan. I'd like to start with you sharing uh, with our audience listeners the year that you graduated at QAHS and the course and university uh, that you're studying with now. Absolutely. Well, first, thank you so much for having me back. Um, it's really exciting to be able to come back and chat about my journey since leaving QAHS and also been quite a reflective period in looking at where I've come over the past few years. So I graduated in 2020 from the Academy and I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Business and Bachelor of Laws at Queensland University of Technology in Brisbane. And that's also been complemented with two exchange periods. So um, an exchange semester at Singapore Management University in Singapore and now at National Taiwan University here in Taipei. Oh, fantastic. And if my memory serves me correct, you received a scholarship from QUT? Yes, that's right. An academic excellence scholarship. And your studies now, are they part of an exchange program? Uh, like what sort of um, framework or umbrella do they fall under? So the two exchanges that I've done have both been under scholarship programs as well. So the first one was under the Westpac Asian Exchange Scholarship, which Westpac Bank sponsors. And that was a study around business and sustainability at the university in Singapore. And then that has been credited back to my degree at QUT. And then at National Taiwan University, that was more so around international politics and relations. And that's also been credited back to my degree at QUT, which has been fantastic. And then now in this period in Taiwan, that's under the New Colombo Plan Scholarship, which is funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. So they very generously offer us not only the opportunity to do an exchange semester, but also follow that with language training um, and an internship component. So I'm currently under the language training component, which is just six months of full-time Mandarin study and then also an internship to follow that. So it's a very exciting opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that's wonderful. And of course, you Mandarin wasn't the language that you studied whilst you were doing your IB studies. Yes, exactly. I was in French ab initio back in my days at QA, but I think despite the fact that I didn't really have the foundation in Mandarin, what I did have from my time at the academy was the curiosity for language learning and also the sort of skill set and foundations about how to go out and learn a completely new language. So I think that served me really well in my Mandarin studies in being able to understand that language learning is a long process and the sort of skills and toolkits that I developed learning French that can also be applied to Mandarin. But also I haven't sort of completely neglected my French studies too. So as part of my scholarship program under the New Colombo Plan, I'll be going to New Caledonia later this year to study in the university there in French. And I think that's been probably the biggest full circle moment for me in that I, I think me in your time would be very proud to see that I not only kept up with those French studies, but now it's kind of taken me into a completely different direction and being actually able to study in a university in French. Um, so yeah, I think language has been something that stayed with me since my time in high school and that I've really kept up with, which I would definitely encourage other students to do because it opens so many different doors. 
That is just super, Aiden. To hear that, your group two language teachers will will be enormously proud to hear this <laughs> because you know you're living that that aspect, which for some feels like it's an aspirational dream, but to be able to use uh, your language in such a meaningful way to pursue opportunities that then continue to lead to others. I just what it is wonderful to hear that. So I'll ask you now, Aidan, if you'll take you back to your year nine self when you would have been making decisions about where to do your senior schooling, what was it about that time that made you um, decide that this is this is where you wanted to come for your senior schooling years? I think there were two aspects that really drew me to coming to QAHS. So the first one being certainly the opportunity to study the IB program. I think that was single-handedly the biggest aspect that drew me into the academy, just because it's something that isn't really offered um, in other schools in the area and offered at such a high level of excellence. And being able to study in an environment that was entirely focused on IB, I think that was just such a fantastic opportunity that Year 9 Aiden couldn't pass up and being able to explore my interests in such a diverse range of areas. So I've always sort of tended more to the humanities and languages but also being able to continue on the science and math path and also sort of philosophy with talk and CAS being extracurriculars, which I've always really loved being involved with. It sort of looked to me like the perfect opportunity and something that was quite tailor-made for the person I was. Um, so I think the IB studies was definitely the first aspect. And then the second part really being around the culture of excellence at the academy. So being able to study, as I mentioned before, in an entirely IB-focused environment and having staff who are trained so well in being able to support students specifically throughout the IB and they've developed their expertise over so many years. Um, and also being surrounded by students who are all really focused towards excellence, whether it be in their academic pursuits or whether it be in their extracurricular pursuits. I think that just creates such an upward spiral for everyone in that everyone is motivated to support each other and look out for each other and achieve even greater things. And that was something that I wanted to be involved with throughout grade 10, 11, and 12, because I saw that as the future for myself beyond high school and into university too. So I think it was definitely that combination of the IB program and also the the culture of excellence that the academy has. And of course, you were a stellar business management student during your time here at the academy. And that would have been, was that the very first time that you were studying business when you started with us in year 10? Yeah, it was. I had briefly done some study in year nine, but it was very sort of short. In year 10 was the first time I was able to explore that more fully. And of course, you, um, I mean, I'd like to say in your your young and very dynamic life, you've made the most of every opportunity um, that's been presented to you. You're continuing to do that now. But of course, when I think back to you as a student at QAHS, you really embraced opportunities in competition level. The blue shift competition comes to mind in particular. I'm, I'm interested to know in making those decisions, was it a case for you that you you liked the sound of an opportunity and you just did it and then see where that took you? Or was it part of a grand plan that has led you to where you are now? Oh, I, I think... That is a very interesting question. And I would say a bit of both um, on the first point you touched on. I think definitely in a way of I didn't really know what I wanted to do in high school. And I think particularly within the academy, um, so many students are focused on the health sciences. 
And I think that's fantastic. But just for me, I was sort of on a different path and I wanted to be able to explore that path more fully and see if that was the one I wanted to go down. So I think being involved in things like the Blue Shift competition um, and the Mayor's Telstra Technology Award, those were firstly in the idea of like, let me explore if this is a pathway I want to go down with my studies. But I think once I figured out that it was, it was definitely part of a bigger strategic plan. Um, and I think what I would really encourage students and prospective students to keep in mind is explore your interests, but also really be strategic about them. Because in my experience, one of those things has led to another, has led to another bigger opportunity and has led to another bigger opportunity. So I think it started off in grade 10 with being involved in the Mayor's Telstra Technology Award. Um, and then that moved into grade 11 um, with being involved in the Blue Shift competition and winning that. And those case competition experiences helped me sort of craft my profile um, as someone who really excelled in business management, um, which was obviously very valuable going into scholarship applications for university, but also in terms of confidence that what you'll find in university is a lot of first years are, are very nervous to get involved from day one. But for myself, I was straight into the case competitions at university. And I think a fun anecdote to tell is in, I think it was our, I say our, as in myself and my sister Camille, um, our <laughs> fourth week of university, we actually won a case competition that was held for all of Queensland. And I think without the experiences previously with year 10, 11 and 12 and doing that sort of work, I would never have first of all even wanted to enter, but also not have the skill set and experience to be able to excel in that environment. And then, of course, that led to more things later down the track um, and has led me to be here in Taiwan. So, yeah, I think it's all sort of part of a bigger plan um, and that I like to sort of scheme with those things, but also just in that more opportunities lead to more opportunities. Yeah, that's very wise, very good message. Uh, so if I was to ask you, what was the single best part about being a QAHS student, what would you say? It would definitely have to be the diversity of experiences on offer for me. I think just in the sense that going into the academy, I, I think a lot of students believe it's going to be very academic focused and, you know, you're there to study, study, study for three years and then go into university and study, study, study more. But what I really found is that there's such an exciting opportunity to learn and get involved within the academy. And it's something I quite miss, actually, is that not only being able to focus on the sciences and maths, but also the humanities and the languages and also being able to be involved in um, extracurricular, so things like the business case competitions, but also dance troupe was a big part of my CAS experience, and also things like health and well-being days that would be run at the academy, or just general interest sessions where we'd have speakers come in or listening to alumni. I think all of that was so exciting and really fueled the curiosity that I had at that age, and still do have, but particularly in 10, 11, and 12, I had such curiosity for the world and figuring out where I wanted to be within it. And so I think that the diversity of experiences at the academy was perfect for that and would definitely be the the single most memorable aspect, I would say. Mm. I just um, had a thought there because we you mentioned about alumni and listening to them and there's a, a very powerful effect here of being inspired and setting an aspirational pathway by those who are a few years older than you have gone on to do various things. And of course, you're now in that um, position so you've got something to say, you've got something to to share that that is very meaningful to students here, and, and no doubt your your schedule is really busy. But we'll we'll have to find a time when you're back in Australia, you know, over the next couple of years to get you in that position of alumni sharing your experiences with students to inspire the next group. 
Yeah, that would be great. Um, now, we've touched on Cass. So I'm going to ask you, uh, if you think about your three years that time with the Academy, what is or was the single best thing you felt you did as an IB student that has really prepared you for where you are now? I had to think about a, a little bit about this one because obviously there are so many different things that have helped in just very strange ways that you wouldn't imagine at the time helping all these years later. I think though that the biggest one would definitely have been my EE, which I know at the time for students in year 11 and 12 when they're completing it can be very stressful and can sort of feel like it's this huge task that's impossible to complete. But I can really pass on the message from being in university now that those skills you develop and the grit you develop during that period is just invaluable once you reach university. Um, so I did my EE within the business management field and looking at um, Singapore Airlines' competitive strategy around their um, ability to differentiate in the market but also be low-cost leaders. And at the time, that just felt like such a huge task to complete. Um, but I think that it gave me so many skills around first being able to do academic research, so being able to look at literature databases and being able to work with data um, and going through that process, which is very long and being able to stay motivated throughout it. Also, there's skills to work with a supervisor, which as I've gotten later into university, I've started doing more sort of vacation research um, internships. And the ability to work with the supervisor is incredibly important because you don't, you don't really have, it's not the same as a sort of student teacher dynamic. It's very different and you need to be self-motivated and bring things to the table when working with the supervisor. So working with my supervisor at that time, um, Mrs. Record Blundell, that was very, very helpful. Um, and she gave me a lot of good advice and really mentored me in a way to understand how to go about the research process. So I think also being able to work with your supervisor has been a really invaluable skill. And then also just being able to work on such big amounts of report writing. So the EE is 4,000 words. Since entering university, I haven't written anything as long as that at all. In my business or law studies, the most I've done is 2,000 words. And for a lot of my peers, they go, oh my goodness, 2,000 words, how am I going to manage that? And all I can think is my EE was double this. I think this is well and truly something I can accomplish. So it's the ability to take on such a huge um, research task and also, you know, know how to navigate that process, which, you know, you can use those skills from day one within university while a lot of your peers are trying to catch up and doing their first bigger pieces of assessment writing. Whereas I think IB students and QA students specifically already know how to go about that process. So I would say that would be the the most valuable thing um, looking back now. Yeah, the extended essay. It's, it's the secret source of the IB. And one of the final questions I have for you, Aidan, is to, if you think back to year 10, Aidan, so you've set foot into the academy in that first term, what advice would you give your year 10 self? I think... I'm going to have to break the rules of the question, give two pieces of advice. The first one I would say is something I definitely did, but I would still tell myself anyways, which is just take advantage of every single opportunity on offer to you, because that is what's going to serve you best within your time at the academy, but also into university. So obviously in the sense that it provides really great um, character building opportunities and personal development and professional development, which looks very good for applying for scholarships and for university. But also it just 
puts you in a mindset of always looking for opportunities and being sure in yourself that even if it's something that looks a bit scary and I haven't tried before, that I can actually do that. And it's not something that's by any means impossible to do. And I think by being able to take that mindset at your time at the academy, when you get into that university environment, as I sort of spoke to earlier, you're very much going from day one in that you, you're you not sort of thinking, oh, well, I'm only a first year. Maybe I shouldn't, I should know my place and not get involved in these competitions or research or other opportunities. You just get going completely from day one. So I would say keep that curiosity and that excitement and ability to just get involved in all sorts of different things um, because that's how you develop and also how you find out what your interests are. I think the second one would be it's going to be okay. Don't stress too much. I think that's a big one for um, students in QA and in the IB program is that obviously you have a very demanding schedule. But I think looking back now, I'm really glad that I worked as hard as I did because those skills, as I mentioned, have really been very important. But also, I think I could have used a little bit more of, it's going to be fine, Aiden. It's not the end of the world, regardless of what grade you come out with. Because what a lot of students don't realize is that beyond your admissions into university, it's not the score that you come out with that matters, it's the skills. And so really focus on developing those skills throughout your EE and developing them throughout your IA and your classes and your CAS program, because that's what's going to be important in the future, not necessarily the final score that you come out with. So yeah, I think that would be what I would tell you to Aiden. <laughs> Wise advice, Aiden. Thank you very much. So that brings us to the end of our conversation. I think mm -hmm. our community has a good sense of the the two of you from your time here so some the things that you spoke about there that now that you've moved on you're no longer here that that can have a, a legacy effect are particularly around that creating your own path mm -hmm. so this is a place that is known for its health sciences and I think a lot of people think oh you would only go there if you were interested in the health sciences but having this inspirational pathway that you've created from here in group three and also in your group two languages that has a flow-on effect to others here that then think about oh yeah that's how I could use that for um you know that that's worthwhile for me to really invest my time in and consider opportunities of where it can take me and what's particularly notable about what you've done there is you were here at the academy at a time during the pandemic so during COVID we weren't running trips, so we weren't running study tours because we couldn't to France or, you know, China, et cetera. We were actually looking at bringing those back on for next year now that we can travel. And But yet you've been able to really harness your skill capability in languages. And now that you're in a position where you can travel and you can use those things, they're really coming to the fore. So that's well done, you. Well, well worth noting that, like that's a great achievement in itself. I really like what you've acknowledged there around the skills are the important thing, not just that result. Oh, thank you. That is very kind. Um, I think that's a, that's very, very true in the sense that um, I think it speaks to the importance of sort of resilience to and getting back up um, even when things are a bit difficult, particularly because mm -hmm. we graduated during COVID. Um, it did sort of feel like all these opportunities, the doors are closing for because I can't go overseas. I not. I mean, that's obviously a very privileged position to speak from, but I can't go overseas. I can't like necessarily compete in this opportunity because it's not run because of COVID and things like that. But mm. just say, you know, when one door closes, another one will open and that it might not open straight away, but it will open later down the path. 
And that's certainly what I've discovered now is that all of that time where it felt like I'm just waiting for that opportunity to come. Um, now that those doors have opened, it's sort of been like a fast track. And you, as we talked about before, already have those skill sets that prepare you to jump straight into the deep end, which is, yeah, been so exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well done you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you giving your time so generously and your beautiful words of wisdom. All right. Thanks, Aiden. See you.